Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, welcome back here to the Nordtown Automotive Extra Point Show. Sal Capaccio, Sneaky, Joe DiBiase. Proud to have our new sponsor with us, Northtown Automotive, on the Extra Point Show. We really appreciate that. And, of course, that's always getting connected with our fans. Shop online at NorthtownAuto.com. Joe, we have a perspective from Walters in Toronto. We love when Walter gives us a call and gives us a, a bit of a different perspective from up there. He leaves fans. So, Walter, go ahead. What do you think about this whole thing with the Sabres and the fans and the non-saluting? Well, I, I don't know if you guys recall, but uh, up here in Toronto, we had a similar thing uh, in the tail end of uh, Dion Phaneuf's career, wow. or a captain before Tavares. And some of the fans had thrown waffles on the ice because the team was doing poorly, and, uh, and, and the players took it upon themselves not to salute the fans at the end of, uh, of a game, and, they, and they, they called it the salute gate. So I have a, a little a familiarity with it. You know, listening to the discussion uh, this morning, I, I can't help but thinking, and I, I, listen, I I cheer on the, the Sabres, right? I'm, I'm not trying to be a hater, but I think the fans need to take a bit of ownership for this situation now. I mean, to hear Hamilton uh, call it such a toxic environment. I mean, I remember the season opener. I'm getting all excited. I'm going to watch the Sabres. They got this up-and-coming team. They missed the playoffs by a point. You know, but they had this young, hot goalie. They got uh, Tabe Stomp just coming out for career year. And they're playing the Rangers at home. I mean, what, knock them off, start the season. Hey, the new kid's on the block, right? And they just fall on their uh, face 5-1. Five, five and that's fine. But worse than that, guys, the building, you know, there were, there were still empty seats. And as the season progressed, there's more and more empty seats. And I'm thinking, like, I would die to, to be able to go down. Like today, I'd love to go and watch this, you know, a hockey game, an NHL game, you know, and I can probably get seats in Buffalo. I, I, I don't realize, I don't think the fans realize what they got. And, and I think the players see the empty seats and they think what's going on here. So I think, I think the, the team, the fans need to take a little bit of ownership for the situation. Uh, you know, it's not just put it on the players. You know? well, I don't know. I, I think what they know what they got is a team that has the longest playoff drought 
in the NHL, one of the longest ever, if I'm not mistaken, it might be the longest ever. It is the longest point. ever. It's the longest ever. I mean, I don't know what ownership they're supposed to take over that. Right, like Walter. Right, like multiple p- coaches, multiple players. Go ahead, Joe. Part of my thing is no fan base ever, because it is the longest drought ever by three years. No fan base in NHL history has been asked to go through what the Sabres fans have been asked to go through. It's never happened. Well, Walter, you there? Are you playing with buttons there? Yeah. We're trying to keep you on. No, right. no, I hope I'm still on. I just I want yeah. to say... I want to say the Bills had a longer drought, and I don't recall Bills players, you know, being. Here's the difference. Hold on. Here's the difference. Here's the difference. And I always tell this: when the Bills were going through their drought, it was once a week and once every other week. Really, it's eight times you're at home, and it was a communal event. There was still tailgating. It was a reason for people to go and get together. That's not the case here. You're in a downtown arena with 41 home dates, right? I mean, like what's what, what do people have the reason for? The reason you come down here, I'm using my son who's sitting next to me, he's 10 years old as an example. Mike Harrington, speaking of him, he wrote last week in his column, what's the reason, if you want to go watch Florida, great, they have great players, Sam Reinhart. You want to go watch uh, whoever was in town that week, Dallas, St. Louis, why are you going to watch L.A.? And I said, actually, the reason is my son, for example, it might be a game they actually could win. Otherwise, people are coming down. It's a not a great experience right now. That's the, that's the issue. I don't, so I don't know what they're supposed to take ownership over. Well, the 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 the, the, the players' uh, feelings right now, they 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 need to be realized they're part of it. Like as a player, to walk into an empty building or half empty home game, yeah, that doesn't exactly motivate you, right? And that, but they've done that. Need. They've done that. They they filled the building back up last year because they earned the building being full, and this year started, and they've earned the building being empty. Yeah, it's a tough. I would say this though, Walter, to your point about players seeing. I don't know, Joe. I don't know what the correlation is, but they are way better on the road. Like, what is that they are all about? On the road. Last year, especially last year, was the most frustrating part of that. You're talking about the experience of going to games, and despite the fact attendance was up last year, it wasn't because they were winning at home. Like, how many more dates last year was it a watchable experience? They were losing games a ton at home. They had a great road record, so. I don't know. I don't know how much ownership you expect the the fans to have at this point. I think Elliot Friedman put it perfectly in his 32 Thoughts podcast last week that it's not reasonable to ask these people to be more patient. It's not fair to ask. No team's fan base has ever had to go through this. Not once in NHL history. You bring up the Bills, it does happen in other sports, but... I almost feel like that could that could contribute to it. They could double down. Most Bills fans are Sabres fans, and most Sabres fans are Bills fans. I know not everybody, but like, oh, okay, but we've done this before, so we should have practice at it. I don't know. Like, I'd like to live once in my life as a Buffalo sports fan without a drought that's like the longest in sports going on at that point in time. I mean, just coming off the heels, they overlap. Coming off the heels of another team in town having a historically long drought and then going right into another one, that doesn't make it feel like, oh, I'm well-practiced, so it's easier to take it. I don't know. I mean, they cross over too, right? Right. I mean, it's been, it was an eight-year drought when the Bills basically, uh, I guess six or whatever, when the Bills broke theirs um, and it crossed over. Yeah, I don't, don't, I'm sorry, Walter, I disagree. I don't think the fans have anything to do with this as far as ownership. They, they, they're they frustrated. If, now, yeah. I would tell you what Paul said is interesting. I, I don't know this perspective. Paul said it, and Mike wrote this. They both. We have two different perspectives. We have a Buffalo News guy writing it, and we got our Paul Hamilton saying it here, Joe, which is 
they go to all these arenas, and this fan base does turn quicker than any other fan base in even a random game in the first period, basically. That's true. Again, I think that is a lot of a franchise with this drought doesn't get the benefit of the doubt under under those circumstances. Yeah. Um, so I do think that's a part of it, and also, but I don't know, like I and, and they're going to these other arenas more than I am, obviously. So like I I would take them at their word with that. But I see Leafs fans throwing jerseys on the ice every year. It happened in Buffalo earlier in the year when the Leafs filled up the building and got blown out by the Sabres. That team's been to the playoffs like seven years in a row. There's a jersey on the ice. You know, there are other teams where that does happen. And one other thing I want to mention on this and like how the what's the fan treatment towards the organization. Darlene talked about, and maybe a poso too, and this was in the Mike Harrington story, about... How the fire Granado chance in the nine to four game back in December against Columbus rubbed some players the wrong way, and Darlene talked about that openly when they beat the Leafs that that week nine to whatever. And I was in the building that day. I was in the building that that game against Columbus where they lost nine to four. I heard it. It wasn't that overpowering. It didn't like last for minutes upon time. It was one chant I've heard all year that was. Kind of loud, but didn't last that long. That said, fire Granado. And maybe I'm wrong on this. Maybe it's just recency bias or something. But my, my memory is that Granado has had a lot less of a hard time from the fans than Phil Housley and Ralph Kruger got. That there have been times over this drought where the head coach has had a lot more calls for his job, has had a lot more heat on him from the fan base than Don Granado has got. I think he's earned that, and I think that's that's fair. But it's just worth pointing that out. He has coached more games during this drought than any other Sabres coach. He's the longest tenured coach in this organization since Lindy Ruff. And I think... From what we remember about when Ralph Kruger was the coach and when Phil Housley was the coach, I think it could it it, it has and can sound a lot worse. If when you were at that game, let me ask you this: If the arena was more full, would you even have noticed it? Kind of was it was it also because it was it, a cavernous? Yes. That that's true. It was a Tuesday night game too, yeah, so yeah. It, that could contribute to it. That maybe there were what twelve, thirteen thousand. Like See. like yeah, it could have been louder if it was full. I guess. So you kind of, like, they heard the unsilent minority, basically, during that game, right? Like, it might be people mad and frustrated, but the ones who actually did the chant kind of rang out and rang true. But because there's not many people here and there's not a lot to cheer for that game, it's not rocking, (laughs) they hear it a little bit more. By the way, speaking of Leafs fans throwing things on the ice, did you see the guy that threw the other Leafs fans hat? Did you see that video? No. What happened? Okay, so Matthews has a hat trick, right? Okay, yeah. Somebody in the stands is videotaping, and there's fans throwing caps on the ice. Some dude just reaches in front of him and takes the cap off a guy in front of him and throws it on the ice. And the dude in front of him is not happy about it, of course. I'm watching it now. That's not cool. That's not cool. That's. It's basically theft, right? Yes! You that's that's got to be uh, that's got to be outlawed. Yeah, you can't grab the guy's hat. It's like a cowboy hat almost. It's not quite a cowboy hat. What would you call that? It's like a uh, a Stetson. A Stetson. Like a fedora. Isn't that what they're called? A Stetson. I don't, I don't know. I've never no, heard that term I, before. I, I saw. I don't have it in front of me. I saw it the other day, yesterday. But I, what, you can't do that. You can't do that. It, it is a Stetson. Look at Josh over here, knowing the hats. Wow. A Stetson. He threw it on the ice like a frisbee, 
And the, it takes the Leaf fan a second to realize what's just happened. My hat is now on the ice. You and then he turns around. You bleep. What like now? Now they're ready to fight. Yeah. Do they? And I don't know this. It's been a while, maybe since I've seen it. I okay. I do remember when I was a kid in the odd. When there was a hat trick, they would clean all the hats, and when you went into the odd, there were bins that showed which games each hat, like all the hats, like you lost and found. And you could go in there and get your hat back if you wanted, your cap. Do you, do they have anything like that here? Um, I don't know the answer to that question. They did that, though. I'm telling okay. you, somebody correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, I was a kid, but when you went into the odd, there were bins, like the hat trick that was on December 20th. Mm-hmm. And if you wanted to find your cap, they had all the caps they collected on the ice that night. Which, at that point, I mean, there's no way of really... I mean, you got to trust people. You just got to trust sure. people at that point. And you trust that you're going to take your own hat, not like, ooh, I'm, uh, I'm into the, it's the hat <laughs> sure. store, and I just take the one I like the most. I, that's why I've never thrown a hat on the ice, is I just don't, you know, I don't trust that I'm going to get it back in any way, shape, or form. And also, I'm not going to bring, like, an old hat, because well, well, hat tricks don't happen often enough for that. And, and jo- honestly, Joe, though, would 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 if I'm like the Sabers or an organization, my thought would be if the person didn't care enough to throw the of the cap to throw it on the ice, why would they care if someone else took it? That's right? that's a good so, point too. Yeah. I mean, like whatever you want to take it, go ahead. It's not yours. It's not yours. Just take a cap. The guy who threw it on the ice, or the the lady who threw it on the ice, like they don't, they didn't want it anyway. <laughs> so they threw it on the ice. Right. They knew they weren't going to get it back. So it's interesting. Let's go to Steve and Chiktawaga. Hi, Steve. You're on WGR. Hi, how are you? Good, um, you? My question to you is, what's Don Granato's responsibility? No one's brought up his name. Couldn't he have nipped this in the bud? And according to Kevin Adams, his two biggest priorities is winning games and um, winning the fans back. So if Don Granato hasn't done either one of them, why is he still here, number one? And how much... Um, credibility does Adams have look at all the stuff that was going on with the goalies before the year started I mean this goalie was going to play that goalie was going to play does he have any idea so my question to you is if you were Terry Pagula would you fire either Adams or Granado tomorrow thank you T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Would I fire them tomorrow? I would not fire Kevin Adams tomorrow. I do think Kevin Adams can. Now, I know the trade thing, Joe, you brought up, you guys were talking about trades the other day. I was listening to you. Mm -hmm. And, or I was reading you on Twitter. I'm sorry. I was reading your thread on Twitter with a few people. Um, There haven't been a lot of significant trades. I do, I do, and I know this is not going to sound great right now in the moment. I do like the way he's handled the contracts with the roster, even though it hasn't kind of quite come to fruition. They're being proactive. I like that. As far as Granado's concerned, I like Don Granado a lot. I don't know if I say I would fire him. I'd have no problem if that they did that because that's what you do in hockey. I just think it you're past the point of that at this point. So, no, my answer would be no, not right now. What is firing Don Granado going to do right now on this date? If you would have asked me this a month ago, I might have had a different response because I do think you can get in hockey, that's what you do. You fire. Now, it doesn't happen everywhere mm-hmm. because you look at the Islanders. They have done nothing. Blew another lead yesterday, by the way, in the outdoor game. Um, mm-hmm. and Patrick Watt comes in, they haven't done anything since firing him. So, But that's what you do in hockey. You have a lot of changes in hockey. I don't know where I land on this because I don't mind the job overall that Adams and Granato have done. What I mind is that it doesn't seem to be progressing and they've hit a roadblock. I think I I have a hard time getting past... But this isn't, I don't even know if this is answering the question. Because I would not fire Don Granato tomorrow. And I don't even know that I would fire him this offseason. Because I don't know where they're at reputationally in the, in the league. I don't know who you're getting. I, I think, I feel like I'm back during the Bills drought when they couldn't get anybody to take the job. So they hired fired offensive coordinator Chan Gailey to be the head coach. Just because that was the guy they could get to do it. So I feel like I, I, I want to believe that's not the case. But... I hear, like, oh, they're going to go after Rod Brindamore. Why is Rod Brindamore coming here? I'm, I'm at that point where, like, are they even a real team? And I hear the way that they're talked about nationally more so than, than locally, I think, but some locally, too. And they do get talked about like they're not a real NHL team. Like, a real NHL team, like, again, I've been fine to an extent with the, the job that Adams has done, but... Like, would a real team have just promoted their their VP of Business Administration to be the, the general manager? Like, who who does well, that in the league? Who who it, just promotes and goes with Don Granato is now in a league where coaches are recycled all the time and coaches get fired all the time to a point where now Granato, it, at today's date, is the sixth longest tenured coach in the National Hockey League. The way other teams act, the way other teams operate is not like what we're currently seeing. So I don't I don't I don't I know I'm not answering the question because that doesn't mean to me they should be let go just because that might be true. But I bet that's how they get viewed is what do you mean you're not going to fire Don Renato or Kevin Adams? You're 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 bad again in a 13-year playoff drought. Yeah, and listen, Paul has said this and I agree. If you fire Don Renato tomorrow, you know who the new head coach is. It's Seth Appert. It was almost almost definitely going to be that, right? And it, I think so. And at the same time, you're we kind of are talking about this with the the whole like, are they? Do they consciously decide not to salute fans anymore at the end of the game? And the idea that the uh, a central piece of that could be that it rub players the wrong way 
that they that fans one night this year chanted fire Granado when they were losing by nine goals against the Blue Jackets. That's some that's some belief in your head coach. You know, I, I'm I don't think it's right if that is true about the about them and the fans, but w- the core of that is they believe in their head coach. And that sounds to me like a locker room that would not be happy in one bit, one iota if they decided to let him go. I mean, and there's got to be a point of they've done it so many times it hasn't really changed anything. I don't know. It's a tough call. I mean, Steve calls it. He asks the question point blank. I don't know. No, I wouldn't fire him tomorrow. I don't know if the answer would be the same a month from now. It might have been. I might have said yes because you just got to do it because that's what you do in hockey. And a lot of times teams have changed, but a lot of teams don't. And I don't know. And they've done it so many times here, and it hasn't resulted in any change. Tell me who you're going to get. I guess that's where I would land. And as far as the fans saluting and what Steve asked about, doesn't you know? can't Don Granado nip that in the bud? Probably. Maybe he could say something if he knew. Maybe he doesn't know. Maybe he didn't even know what was happening until everybody wow. found out over the last 24 hours. Yeah. Now, Now's the job, though. Now people are noticing, and now yes. I wonder if it gets – if it gets asked, or if maybe they'll just do it, and then it won't be a story, because if they win today and they salute the fans, then nobody will talk about it. Um, but if they don't, or if this continues, or if questions get asked, like if I'm if I'm Kevin Adams, and how often he's talked about, I think rightfully so, repairing the relationship between that team and this fan base, I mean, as someone that has been touting that and has been wanting to rebuild that, if there's a whiff of disrespect towards the fan base, that that's to me now. Now management's got to get in there because this this is on. That would to me be as unacceptable as it gets from a team if if that was consciously happening. Again, we're kind of guessing at that a little bit. We've just kind of noticed that it's it has stopped happening. To me, it go it's Granado and it's Adams and it's everybody to to nip that in the bud. All right, before we get out of here, we hand it over to Sabres pregame and Pat Malacaro and Derek Kramer. I do want to touch on the quarterback drafting thing that we we had a little while ago. And we'll get more into the Bills themselves because this is related. You brought up a great stat. This is how many times the Patriots had drafted a backup, somebody with a pretty high asset while they had Brady. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's the anecdotal evidence of what they've done. They have done it. My question to you, Joe, is was it smart of them to do it? Because if you look back, they never needed those guys. And right. they wasted high – to me, they wasted high picks on them. <laughs> they wasted uh, – especially, like, you got a lot of those low-round picks. But the the stretch to me that's most alarming is New England from 2008, the year after they went 16-0, to 2016, which is basically that's, – that's Brady's 30s. In yep. Brady's 30s, they spent a second-round pick and three third-round picks that, right, like, I, I don't need to go there. I, I think that's kind of nuts. I think you could be drafting. I mean, for that team, how bad they've been at drafting receivers. Why not take a few more swings at that position with those uh, right. with those four picks? You know, you, you're right. Like that would not be for me. Just oh, they won, so everything they did must have been right. If anything, I think they won, so that had people not noticing that they were doing stuff like that. Well, what happened was I remember the discussion, Joe. I remember this when it was happening, and the Bills were searching for a quarterback for a long time. Until they got Josh Allen. They had this playoff drought. Mm-hmm. And people would say all the time, we had discussions at our station, look at the Patriots. They're still doing it even though they have Brady. And my response was, but they're not looking for a guy. That guy doesn't work out. Who cares? Like, they have Brady. They can afford to do that. The yeah. Bills couldn't kind of. They had to actually invest in drafting people who actually could wind up being a franchise quarterback. They were looking to do that. It wasn't just about taking shots. Yes, you could do that and just say, load up and get as many as you can. But it's a lot easier to do that. Andrew Brandt always says, the best time to draft a quarterback is when you don't need one. 
He says that. That's what they did basically in Green Bay. When they drafted Aaron Rodgers, they didn't need him at the time. When they drafted Jordan Love, they didn't need him at the time. So I'm fine with drafting a backup quarterback for Josh Allen late. I would also say, though, in my State of the Bills uh, quarterback article, I point out maybe that's Shane Buschel. Buschel, Buschel. Shane Buschel is on this team now. He is the young guy who spent two years in Kansas City, one year in Buffalo on the practice squad. He's going into his fourth year. I don't even know if you need a guy because he's already on the roster. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if he was the if he went into the year as the backup quarterback, I mean, I guess it would it would have to be because he's just impressed them so much. Um, so I don't want to rule that out. If anything, to me, the most likely outcome where Shane Buchel or however you say it is yes, their backup Buchel. quarterback next yes. year. To me, might be they don't sign a veteran. They draft the guy in the fifth or sixth round, and they say, "Well, we didn't, you know, a little inconsistent. We might not trust him after camp and preseason to be the backup. So we want to keep that guy in the building, but we're not ready to make him the number two yet. So, oh, Shane, you're going to be our number two for a year. Okay. All right. So what happens then? Here's the issue, Joe. Here, this is the catch twenty-two for the Bills. This happened with Jake Fromm. If you draft a guy in the fifth round and you decide that, you have to waive that guy. Because if you want Shane Buchel to be your number two, he's got to be on the roster. And if you want the other guy to be a practice squad guy, you can't – you have to waive him. And then someone else takes him. Then you lose the investment. So you almost have to have that guy on the roster if you do it. You would keep keep three quarterbacks in that scenario. Or you keep three quarterbacks, and I don't think this team wants to do that. Right? Right. I – yeah. I don't think so. Um – if it were me, I would just draft the guy in the third round, and I would just hope that that works out. Or not the third, did I just say the third round? I would draft the guy in the day three, I meant, of the draft, and I would just hope that works out. And I feel like the state of backup quarterback in the league, uh, if that's not going well, I can just find my way to a better idea somewhere. I, I can go see if Joe Flacco wants to come off the couch again. <laughs> well, listen, we'll have a lot more on this. Uh, tomorrow, actually, I'll be in in the morning with Jeremy, and we'll talk a little bit more with Jeremy, and uh, we'll go through it. State of the Bills, quarterbacks, running backs. I'll be working on more tight end, wide receivers. In the meantime, Joe and I are going to get out of here on the Northtown Automotive Extra Point Show. We appreciate them being along with us. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at Northtown. Shop online at NorthtownAuto.com. Fans are entering the arena, Joe. We're going to head down. I got Max with me. We're going to go to the game today. We're going to enjoy it. President's Day. Hope everyone else does as well. We have Sabres pregame coming up with Derek Kramer and Pat Malacaro. Joe, I'll see you down at the arena, and we'll talk again later this week. Enjoy the Sabres game, everyone. Pregame up next. Puck drops at 12.30 p.m. here on WGR and along the Sabres radio network. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. 
and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.